0: Welcome back to the Muster. Uh, as a look around here at Mystery Creek Field Days, quite a bit been going on, a lot of happenings. Catching up with a couple of expat Southlanders, as I have done over the duration of the event. Um, the next one is no exception. His name is Philip Muir, formerly a Black Swamp uh, from Balfour. hasn't lived there for a few years now, though, but definitely of southern livestock. These days, working um, for a home loan broker up in uh, Marlborough. Phil,
1: welcome to the Muster. How's Siggs? Good, good, thanks, Andy. Good to be here, awesome to be at field days. So uh, we've tried to get along each year for the last few years. How do you find it from your perspective when you're wandering around?
0: Do you think there's a bit of a vibe or is it a case of November slash December field days? There's a bit of resentment perhaps for the timing of it?
1: Um oh, we've just been here this afternoon, so we're another full day tomorrow, but um oh, it seems, seems reasonably busy, at least the weather's good. So, um, yeah, in terms of things at the moment, haven't picked up too much of a, a vibe, but everyone you know, we have spoken to so far is pretty pretty happy and positive. Now,
0: you're based in Marlborough these days. Um, it's an area synonymous with the vineyard industry in New Zealand. Um, definitely in Southland, we're facing a lot of regulation these days. From your perspective, what are you finding up um, your neck of the woods?
1: Um, oh, certainly with those that we know involved in the industry, and um, in, in any of the industries at the moment, there's... Uh, a lot of frustration around just in terms of what's actually um, um, been tried to put in place or is being put in place. Uh, myself, in terms of the uh, finance uh, and insurance industry, yeah, we've seen the triple CFA come through end of last year. So um, probably a good example of a, of a uh, solution looking for a problem. And uh, out of all of that, it, fair to say it's probably the biggest waste of time that we've seen in my 20 years uh, in the industry. Just in terms of, like I say, the frustration part of people putting uh, policies in place that clearly aren't very well thought out in terms of practicalities as to how they're actually going to um, going to operate and take effects on those people they're actually using day to day.
0: In general, like in South and we're facing regulation all over the board at the moment, you just can't get away from it, it's just a fact of life. How, heavy re- how heavily regulated is agriculture becoming coming up in uh, Marlborough for example?
1: Uh, feedback from the people that I know that um, we're still involved in the industry and is that it uh, yeah, is uh, it's just growing, continuing, and yeah, it's pretty frustrating for those all involved in terms of the logic uh, around why it's been put in place and and um, yeah, to try and do things is getting harder and harder. So whether the changes with the RMA actually end up, um, sorry, with the um, RMA, yeah, with the changes in terms of that, whether they actually end up. Um, being positive, uh, I guess one of those things that being been such a big document as the um, RMA to change it's always a bit of a monster and a beast. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting just to see how that comes
0: out. Would you say farmers up there are starting to get a bit disillusioned? We're talking about um, carbon farming taking over the economy. What's the feeling up there? Because there's a different climate,
1: very dry. Um, yeah, it is very dry. There's an awful lot uh, of forestry through from Marlborough through to Nelson Way, Uh with the storms and things we've seen as of late, it's uh, is a lot of lot of effects really from the forestry more than the farming in terms of when you've got your clear fowl and the mess that it makes, and around the waterways and and um, when you get the big storm events, exactly what that actually does to um, uh, yeah, to the sounds and particularly to the. Um, Polaris sound in terms of all of the, the silt and the light that's coming off with a lot of the forestry.
0: And that's the thing isn't it, you guys have had some real weather events up there, just how's the area rebuilding after what's happened? Uh, we hear about the road Nelson to Blenheim, ongoing delays there, um, what's happening at the moment?
1: Um, yeah it's been pretty well hammered and it wasn't just the event in June last year but again uh, again this winter so from those that have got properties around there that I've heard from here yeah, they have ended up with most of the work being done got about 80% there and then things hit again in, in July, August this year and, and um, more than doubled the damage in terms of the, the roading network and around the Marlborough Sounds and in, in between Blenheim and Nelson. So, yeah, the road's closed at the moment. It's meant to be opening by the 18th of December. But it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward because obviously the costs in terms of the event, I, think, I understand there are one-in-100-year events that happen two years in a row and, and it's a massive money in terms of getting them fixed up and... feel for some of those um, people out in the sounds. There was a lady I was chatting to yesterday who's um, kids that are a school out there that effectively um, um, road locks, they only boat access only because of the roads with the the way that they are out there in terms of um, um, not technically being open so therefore they can't actually use them for school buses and that sort of thing. So really hard so it'll be interesting just to see in terms of the viability not just for the, the schooling but all the farming and all the other businesses that operate down there is to how um, yeah, how it's going to roll out for them and continue. But fair to say the council's looking at it going, you know, we haven't got enough money to make the repairs and fix it, so something's going to have to happen and some pretty big decisions will need to be made around um, what ends up getting repaired and, and put back as it was. What's the flow-on effect going to be farm
0: price-wise?
1: Oh, I think it's already had a pretty big impact on um, whether it's farms in, in the outer reaches of the sounds but also batches and... and um, those sorts of properties through there, that yeah, it's it's um, probably not good. To be fair, for those that are there and, and those that own the properties, so um, yeah, when you've got uh, an event like that and then you're still boat, asset, boat access only or resident access only, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty hard.
0: Would you say there's a lot of positivity in the region at the moment, all things considered, of what's going on?
1: Um, oh, it's interesting. Like I've certainly um, in, in our industry and in the finance side of things. A lot of hysteria probably um, seems to be in a bit of the media about doomsday with rates getting getting up, uh, interest rates that is, so it's fair to say that yes, um, rising interest rates are uh, absolutely going to have an impact, um, but I think for a lot of it, for people that we work with, it's um, it's more of concern rather than panic, but there's always ways and means to, for people to, to deal with it. So all in all I think around positivity uh, thing we're hearing and seeing in businesses is just so hard to find staff and it seems you yeah, know that's across the whole uh, uh, every industry so in terms of what we're going to see uh, around staffing it's yeah it's going to be an interesting one I'd hate to think that that the uh, reserves Bank is going to drive the country into recession simply just to deal with an inflation issue that you know that's sitting there at over seven percent because Taking money off homeowners through interest rate rises is only really going to be putting a band aid on, yeah, on an inflation problem, which is as much international and fuel price based than it is a domestic issue.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be interesting how it pans out. Hey, Phil Muir, thanks very much for your time. We do appreciate it. Uh, firstly, I'm just walking around the site. Um, this guy's only about six foot four, and I've got a really dead arm talking to him, holding up the microphone. But appreciate your time, mate. Great to catch up.
1: Thanks, Andy. Great to
0: see you, mate. Something prepared earlier from Mystery Creek last week. Phil Muir, appreciate his time on the muster. Before we wrap up for the hour, we're catching up with Duncan McLaren. He's a business owner out of Wellington um, using heavy machinery, giving his side of the coin regarding what's happening now as far as supply chain.